Hello, and welcome to the Moving Stevens Point Forward podcast, a podcast focused on the community of Stevens Point in central Wisconsin. Your host, John Yeager, will discuss the amenities, community events, businesses, and groups that make central Wisconsin unique. Thanks for listening, and be sure to spread the word about our podcast. And now, on to today's show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is John with Point Forward Physical Therapy, and today I have Jeremy Castleberg, the SPASH Assistant Athletic Director, the assistant soccer coach and owner of one of the most fabulous food trucks ever to grace the streets of Stevens Point. So <laughs> I might be biased on the ice cream front. There's some other good ones. I don't mean to diss anybody, but <laughs> welcome, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, thanks for having us. I, that might be a far stretch on the uh, the food truck, but hey, we're, ha- we're proud of it. So yeah, and you. I promise I'm not like jockeying for freebies, but right. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> anyway, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up in central Wisconsin? Oh man, that's a long and winding path. I'll tell you, we, uh, I grew up in Arcadia, Wisconsin. If you're familiar, it's over on the, uh, Minnesota border, a little, a little over there. We're known for, uh, chicken, which we grew, uh, fryers. Uh, and, um, we're also known for the, the dairy area. So I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, in, uh, Arcadia, Wisconsin. And then, um, through, you know, my, my teen years, then we ended up moving to Michigan for just a little bit. And then, uh, I actually came back to go to UW Stevens Point for college, uh, after I'd started, uh, in another college. Um, so I started Stevens Point. So that was my first introduction to Stevens Point. Uh, after I graduated, we moved to the Fox City, my wife and I, who I met at UW Stevens Point. And then uh, we eventually came back for family in 2009 uh, and then have been here ever since. So that's kind of what what the, the path was uh, throughout Wisconsin. I kind of made the, the journey from the western all the way to the eastern and then back to the middle. So. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, everybody's got their path, right? That's, that's all right. good. So let's start with the athletic director position. Is that something that you saw yourself doing as you were moving into teaching and everything else that you're involved with? Or is that something that just the opportunity presented itself? No, that's a great question. I actually never envisioned myself in that uh, when I went to school. So I went to UWSP, that's, I went to be a history teacher. Um, and so initially, when I started to go to school for that, um, my mind was set was I was going to be a principal. That was kind of my, my goal was to be an administrator in that role. I hadn't even thought about uh, an, an ath- athletic or an activities director. Um, so then after I graduated, the joke was that I got was Everybody got a, a history degree, so I never actually got into teaching right away. I went into the banking world and the business world for about 16 years. Um, and so then uh, after that, uh, I had a transition in jobs, and it led that Spash had an opening in their business department, which I had been in business, and I had a teaching certificate. So they were like, well, would you be willing to come and teach business? And I thought, hey, why not? It'd be kind of fun. I wanted to be a teacher anyway. Um, and so when I got into uh, Spash, uh, about after a, a year or so, uh, the activities or director, the assistant position came open. And I was like, well, that'd be kind of interesting. I've always enjoyed sports. I'd never really considered it. And so I tried it out and really enjoy it. I mean, I've always liked sports, uh, always been a sports guy. But the reason I didn't initially focus on it is I went to some small schools that never even had sports. So my high school didn't have any competitive sports. Oh, really? Right. So I, I hadn't even really given a thought to it. We didn't have it in our school. And then once I realized, hey, this is something you can do, you could potentially have a career in managing sports. I was like, that's kind of cool. I, I like this. So I've been working with Dave Hauser over there and it's been a lot of fun. Dave's a great mentor. He's somebody that's given me a lot of really good advice and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to this season coming up here. So what is your role then as the assistant? What do you, what do you do? Yeah. So a lot of the time it's game management. We end up going into the games, uh, make sure that fans behave, make sure that the, the refs get paid, uh, that, that everything runs off. If there's, if we need to cancel anything for some reason, the weather or, you know, be involved in an administrative decision because of Spash's nature where we, we don't have a lot of things on site. 
it takes more people to manage the activities direct uh, the department. Sure. Um, we have offsite football games, offsite soccer games, offsite baseball, softball. I mean, you name it. Other than basketball, volleyball, a lot of them are offsite. So we need more bodies to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I assist with that. Uh, the other thing I've helped Dave with is the uh, the um, electronic side. So social media. Uh, it was something that we're trying to get started. We're still making a lot of a headway in that regard, but we're we're trying to get some pages out to be able to have a little bit more information about the the happenings at Spash, not just act, uh, athletics, but also activities as well, mm-hmm. clubs and um, you know some of the finer arts as well. So we're trying to build that, and that's something I've been helping with uh, as well with the the website, and then also doing some of the social media. Okay, and then tell me about the the soccer coaching like that's really cool how did that happen <laughs> so you know it's funny the one sport that i probably never played as a kid was soccer uh, my, my my best friend and i always played football and baseball uh that was kind of the sports i was a football first love but um i met my wife in uh, uh uw stevens point at the time and she was a uh, a defensive back for you the pointers uh and so i was playing on the football team uh and she was playing for the, the soccer team uh, and so I met her and that was where my introduction was. Um, and I, I really started to enjoy soccer. I liked soccer, watching it. Um, and so uh, throughout having kids, then I started coaching in the youth soccer realm. And uh, that kind of led to, uh, you know, we had an opening. Our coach stepped down last uh, spring. And so we hired a new coach and we didn't have anybody in building. Uh, and so I had done a little bit of youth coaching and I was like, well, hey, I'd, I'd be willing to be the liaison for the the building. Um, our coach actually works in private sector off off campus. And so I said, hey, I could be a, an assistant coach. And he was willing to let me try. And it's been been ever since. It's been a lot of fun. So I had a great first year. It, it had a lot of fun uh, doing it as well. So what is your approach to develop me? You've got a really unique position between the athletic director and the coach side of things. What? It, how do you develop your athletes? Like, what is your goal when you start that season? Because you're balancing a lot between academics and school and, well, I guess the same thing. But uh, <laughs> but yes. How do you do it? Or what do you like to, what's your priority? You know, we really want to make sure that uh, we're, we're protecting the student by getting him into as best shape as possible. You know, I think some of the injuries that can happen are when you have a, a, an athlete that's maybe out of shape uh, that comes in and tries to do too much too quickly. So we want to do a good self-evaluation of where the players are at from a, an athletic perspective, get them good in good conditioning, and then just work on the technical skills and build those uh, uh, aspects to make sure that we can make that player as good as possible. And that's kind of what we're looking for from year to year to measure is, you know, where, where did we start and where, where, where do we think the ceiling is and how can we progress each, each athlete? And that's been a lot of fun. We're really looking to next season, especially in the soccer side. We, we took over a program that was kind of in a transition, uh, you know, where they'd done the best they could, but just had kind of fallen on a couple bad years, uh, had really good coaching up to that point, but it just, it just hadn't worked out. And so just trying to build the technical skills, uh, you know, we kind of started over from scratch and, you know, just see what, you know, maybe it's a lot of passing, just short passing, just to work on those first touches and then transitioning that into a touch and a movement. And, um, you know, that, so really for us, we're, we're wanting to balance the academic as much as possible with the athletic, but we just want to build some of those fundamental basic skills and then kind of grow from there. So how would you describe your coaching style? Are you a pretty hands-on coach? Do you tend to take a back seat? How do you do it? <laughs> I tend to be a, a little bit, my first year, I, I was a little bit more quiet, I would say. I, I told Jake, uh, Jake Geiger is our head coach and a really awesome guy. And I told him, I, I'm here to support as wherever needed, anything in the building I can handle. Uh, I'm going to be the, I, I call myself the hustle guy. I like hustle. I like to look for that player that's hustling and, you know, cause I feel like that's the one thing, even if you're not a very skilled player, you can give hustle, you can give effort. 
Um, but I usually was more of a quiet uh, coach. I didn't uh, always, I let him take the lead. Uh, but if I saw something that I thought was going to be uh, beneficial, I would definitely bring that up uh, and, and point that out. But a lot of the time I was, I was more behind the scenes than anything for that first year. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the next year being a little more in, involved as well. Now that I kind of know a little bit more of how he likes to coach and what he likes to do. So based on that first year, do you have any advice for parents or kids coming in as far as how to be a successful soccer player, how to get on the team and, and and what you're looking for? Yeah, I think the first thing is just try out. Right now, um, we are still trying to grow numbers on on the team. We we last year we were right around 22 to 24 players, depending on the time of the year. We'd love that number to be in the 35. So first of all, just try it out. It's a lot of fun. You don't. There's a lot of misconceptions that you have to be this or that to be a player on the team. And and this a lot of time we can take whatever level you're at and kind of work from there. That's the beauty of having a junior varsity is. Maybe if you're not as technical, we can still get you involved and and there's a place for you. Uh, even if you're not as uh, maybe as athletic as you'd like to be, we could still work with that and, and get you to that point. So I would say, first of all, just start. Uh, and once you start, then it's uh, a matter of, you know, identifying where your strong suits are and we can identify a position that makes the most sense. Uh, but once you, you know, the biggest thing is just touches. And once you start getting a lot of touches on the ball, uh, you, you will see players really develop m- much quicker than a lot of people would think. So I would say, first of all, just get involved, have fun with it, relax. It's okay if you're not, you know, Lionel Messi right off the bat. You, you can be, you know, you know, a, a player that's being developed, and that's okay. And we had a lot of first-time players, and that was great to see by the end of the season. You can tell they've made tremendous strides uh, in their game. So I'd say just give it a go right off the bat. Is coaching JV, and I know you only have the year of experience, but is that a little more tough in that – you develop your players and they get to a really good point and then you lose them to the varsity team. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> true. That, that does seem like, I mean, I don't know. I just Yeah, and that's the hard part of a junior varsity coach. When I coached for foot, uh, coach football as well, that was always the challenge. The mm-hmm. JV coach was like, man, I get my, I've got my best player and now it's going to go up to varsity. And it, and that's the truth because the, your goal really is to develop on junior varsity so they can they can help you on the varsity level. Um, so yeah, there's there's some truth to that, but Hey, that's okay. That's kind of the, the the territory. So, all right. Anything else we need to hit before we talk about my caloric issues? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, the biggest thing I think with uh, with Spash Athletics, if you haven't been to a game recently, check it out. I mean, we're trying to do a lot of different things uh, with all the fall season uh, and the, all the seasons coming up. Fall season starts. Actually, it already started last week. Football's already getting ready for McQuanago, which is coming up on Friday at Gurky Field. Uh, then we also have track, I'm sorry, cross country started today, girls and boys. Uh, golf is already in full swing. Get the pun there. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see what you did yeah. there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's a lot of really cool things going on. Um, and so I'd say if you haven't gotten onto an event, uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, so I, there's going to be a lot of excitement around the team, especially school's not quite in session yet uh, for football. So get out to Gurky or get out to Standing Rocks is coming up here in early September. Um, a lot of really fun stuff to, to, to do. And actually the boys cross country team is looking to defend their state title. They won state title last year under Don Binky. Uh, so a good, and they, re, they returned their top five runners. Yes, they did. So they are coming out strong. Uh, that's the, at least the expectation. So really excited for that as well. That'll be really cool to see. Yeah. All right. Let's talk ice cream. All right, let's do it. All right. So how did that happen? <laughs> You know, that's a funny, we've gotten that question a lot. And I really, it ties back to, I grew up on a dairy farm. We loved 
dairy, right? So sure. we might, you know, my, one of my fond memories is we would actually go out to the bulk tank and we would get milk straight out of there, unpasteurized, and we would drink that. Now, I'm not advocating that you do that, but we loved it. I mean, it was the richest milk. You could see the cream layer on top and we loved ice cream. I always joke, my dad put ice cream on his cereal in the morning. Like that's our level of commitment to, to dairy. So <laughs> um, he, we were really, really big into it. So I always loved ice cream. Uh, and then we were uh, we were down in, in that area and I heard about Sassy Cow Ice Cream. And it had a loose affiliation to my wife's side of the family. Her One of her aunts uh, was affiliated with starting that. And we tried it and I was like, man, this is some of the best ice cream I've ever had. And so we'd kind of kicked around the idea of, of starting a business at one point. And then we were, we were up north and all of a sudden I looked at my wife and said, an ice cream truck. We should do an ice cream truck with sassy cow ice cream. It's like, this works out perfect. So that was about uh, a little over a year ago that we thought that. And then, you know, this last winter we found a truck uh, through a friend and he, he was like, Hey, I think I found something. And we're like, I think this will work. So we decided let's do the ice cream truck. And it's the one, the one business venture my wife has said, okay, to, which I don't know if she is happy that she said, okay, to, but, but we said, let's try it. And it's been a lot of fun. So what are the advantages to doing a food truck as opposed to like a brick and mortar store. You know, for us, that was the one thing that we were always worried about with a business is the the brick and mortar. You have you know, your set hours. You've got things that you've got to accommodate. Uh, and, and so we wanted something that was flexible for our family. We have four kids that are all in athletics and they all play, I think, three different sports. So they're very active and we find ourselves to be spread a little bit thin as, as two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted something that kind of fit us, our ability to kind of use or to, to do it when we had the availability. And so that's where we really like the idea of the food truck. I, I, we're not always out every day and we try to mold that to our personal needs. Like if we're available, then we go out. I take my two oldest kids who are, you know, they're teenage years, they're my workers. And then we, we just kind of go from there. So it's been really good from that perspective. I think that's the benefit over a, a brick and mortar. But down the road, maybe a brick and mortar, maybe we'll see. But it, 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 right now, it, it fits our business, our not our business, our personal life really well, and that's what we liked about it. So, what are the what are the challenges with the food truck, like running it that way? There's got to be a, a a little bit, right? For sure, I, you know, I think one of the challenges is that because we're we're using it a little bit more when we're able. You don't have the set hours. You don't have a set location. So people are like, well, where are you today? Where are you? You know, we're not out today. Where are you this week? Well, um, you're not going to be in our area. So that's a little bit of a challenge from that perspective. Um, But we we knew that going in that that was going to be something. uh, And we were just pretty, we wanted to be pretty casual with it that, if you know, if if it worked out for our schedule, we'd do it. If it didn't, that that meant we missed out on some business, then you miss out on some business. But we're still having fun with it. It's, yeah. it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So is it going to be more seasonal or do you see it seasonal pretty much? Yeah, probably right now. We'll, we'll slow down quite a bit as soon as school starts because I'm a teacher. So sure. uh, during the week is going to be pretty tough. And then you're, you know, I always like ice cream in the winter, but some people are not as crazy about it in the winter. So um, it, it'll probably slow down a little from that perspective. But I anticipate right around April, we'll pick up next year uh, again and start getting ready for um, you know, some of the events. And that was the other thing that's been hard this year is we, we didn't, because we started in June, we didn't get involved in, uh, things like Levitt Amp. Uh, we're not able to get into, um, to the, uh, Riverfront Rendezvous. Those were items that we really wanted to be involved in. And we just, we weren't able to, cause we kind of got a late start and they had a set schedule at that point. Sure. So, yeah. So are you prepped to go for that for next year? We're going to try. Yeah. If, if they'll allow us. So we're hoping to get into some of those. That'd be a good time. So with the truck, I know I saw some things on the menu and I have yet to 
try the ones that I really want to try, believe it or not. But is there anything that's pretty unconventional that you think has been really a, a good thing or something that people really hit on? Yeah. The one that kind of has gotten us known for is the ice cream nachos. That's the one I was thinking of. I was like, that was ingenious. And I can't believe I haven't done it yet, but I always get sidetracked with the flavors. But anyway. Yeah, no no worries. You know, it's one of those, I can't even claim the idea. My Somebody sent it to us, a friend of the family. They sent us a TikTok of somebody that does it in another state. And so we took liberties with it and molded it to what we felt made our fit our truck. But the ice cream nacho is one that a lot of people walk up and they're like, you have ice cream nachos? It's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. We put it in a tray. You got a couple of flavors of ice cream. You can put toppings. And then we have a, an Oreo wafer, which is like a three-inch Oreo cookie or a waffle chip, uh, which is a two and a almost three inch waffle chip. And then you can use it like a nacho, which it is kind of fun. It phenomenal. Like I just, <laughs> but like I said, I always get distracted by everything else, which is fine. Yeah. But... No, it's, it's, they're, they're really good. People love them. So we're going to, I think we're going to make a little sign that says like home with the ice cream nacho or something like that. Yeah, so that'd be fun. <laughs> so is that like, what sets you apart from other ice cream vendors? Cause you know, we've got, we've got a couple staples. We won't even we shall not mention their names. Oh, they're, they're okay. I, we, we're, I, honestly, I love them. I, I, do you mind if I mention them? No, I don't care. That's yeah, fine. No, we loved, we, we loved going to Carl D's and Belts and uh, really liked um, now King Cone. You know, mm-hmm. great establishments. And there's nothing against them. I, I feel like there's room for everybody, honestly. I, I think the only thing that's, to, to me, that's different is, obviously, we serve a hard scoop ice cream. We don't serve soft serve, which is Carl D's and, and Belts, which they kind of have their own little niche, which is great. Um, we're similar more to King Cone, but our ice cream is Sassy Cow, and I think they use or they make their own, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so I'm not sure which I can't remember. Yeah, so it's a little different from that perspective. So it's just a different flavor, different different kinds, and you know I think that's what's great about it. It's, we're not trying to say hey, don't use them. You know, we always love going to King Cone. We still will. I mean, they're yeah. you know they're good good place. So for us, that's kind of the difference is we're, we do a hard scooped, and that's what's unique in our food truck is there's not a lot of dessert trucks first of all, but then secondly. Right there's not a lot of ice cream trucks. So we, we like that part of it. And it sets us a little part, bit apart, just, just a little different from that perspective. But I mean, it's, I mean, I've enjoyed it. You've been <laughs> in our parking lot twice. And unfortunately it's twice, not enough. I mean, we need you more for sure. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed oh, it. I love the mobile platforms. I mean, especially, I think, especially in some areas of Stevens point, specifically even where we are, mm-hmm. there is a lot of people working just, to the side of us and there's no no food at all right so to have some like these mobile platforms come in i think they're great you know and and yours i yours is just just a unique spin on it and i just thought that was the <laughs> coolest thing so um well thanks t- tell you oh, yeah so what do you think the ice cream nachos are the most popular thing on the menu or does it tend to just be the scoops it's, yeah, it's not the most popular. The most popular is the scoops. Um, and, and when it comes to flavors, the most popular would be no surprise that it's vanilla, mainly because I think it, it, it's involved, like we do customized floats as well. And then it's also just a popular flavor. People like it with toppings. So vanilla tends to be number one. Then it goes to Blue Moon, uh, which fun fact, I did not know. I, apparently Blue Moon is more of a Wisconsin-based flavor because we've had some out-of-staters stop at the truck and they're like, what's Blue Moon? They had no idea what Blue Moon was. They just thought it was the beer. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not the beer. So in, in so Blue Moon second, and then it's usually cookie dough or peanut butter fudge. Those are like the top flavors. Uh, but yeah, it's it's funny because the the ice cream scoop is usually what's the most popular. Sometimes after people order, they're like, I didn't even see the nachos. Yeah. So they're they're not even thinking about it. So we might need to make it a little more prevalent so people can try it out. Big neon sign, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So can you share now that you've 
done the truck for but it's just been the summer correct correct we started in june yep so have you had any like really unique heartwarming moments with it or something that was really out there that was different uh it hasn't been anything too different i there was one where i remember we served a kid i i can't remember what flavor he had but he had a double and he walked away and dropped it almost immediately which was i mean you just see uh, somebody the who was working the window i think was my son he's like he just dropped it and he is in tears. And so we were like, right away, we knew what he'd made. So we made him a new one and took it out to him right away. Cause we, you don't want to see the, oh, yeah. the, ice, the ice cream experience is supposed to be pretty happy yeah. and you don't want to see a kid walk away in tears. So we, we ran a new one out to him and mistakes happen, but, um, we've had a couple other people come up with, with some interesting stories, uh, and you're able to help them out, which is kind of cool. Um, and that's what it's all about. We want to see smiles on the face when they walk away. Um, and which has been fun. We've, we've had people ask if you had any bad experiences, like, not yet. Knock on wood. I mean, I hope, I hope not. Um, you know, we, we want it to be a really fun experience and usually ice cream tends to be that. So do you ever see yourself doing like more of the traditional drive through the neighborhood ice cream truck or do you see yourself more stationary? Yeah, we get asked that a lot. Um, because of the manner of our truck where we kind of have to set it up, it, mm-hmm. it we you will probably always be a setup event. Um, down the road, there might be a, uh, an option to to have a truck that can drive through because we've gotten requests for that to drive. Hey, can you drive through this suburb or, mm-hmm. you know, here in Plover or, or in Stevens Point? We're just not set up for that yet. So we, we sure. haven't, we haven't, but that might be something down the road that could be a, a possibility. So now that you're in the food truck industry, <laughs> was that something that you researched or was it just something like, Hey, I think this is going to work. How did you do that? <laughs> there was a little bit. I mean, my wife is definitely helps keep me grounded on the, 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 the logistical side of it. Um, but I did do a lot of research onto it and, and then talked with people in the County for like your health inspection and how do you get licensed and Google's your friend as well. You know, I, the truck that I bought, I, I gutted it and re- like built it myself, uh, did all the work, all the wiring, all the plumbing, uh, and Google is your friend. You know, YouTube is an amazing resource when it comes to things that you can learn. Uh, it, you know, you, you, there's trial and error as well, but a lot of it is you just watch somebody else do it. And then you're like, okay, how can I apply this to my situation? Sure. Which is really, really helpful. So. so do you think, do you see the food truck industry? It seems to have just boomed in the mm-hmm. last five years. Like it just, I, that's all I could say about it. Cause I have yeah. no other descriptor other than I don't recall we ever had a food truck anywhere. <laughs> And now they're pretty prevalent. Do you see any, what do you see changing or evolving in that area? You know, I think there's going to be more. I actually know uh, of a number of uh, two or three trucks that are, are in production right now that are going to be coming out soon. So I, I, I don't know exactly what they're going to be, be offering, but I think it's going to continue to grow. I think what people like about it is the ability to, you know, usually they bring in a little bit different flavor or a little, something that's a little unique. Uh, rather than things you're used to and which can be really good. And I, I just think the ability to be able to go to events, people really like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just your typical, not that there's anything wrong with a, uh, you know, a, what am I, like a funnel cake or something. I love that too. But you, that's what you think of when you think of events. And yeah. now you're also getting, you know, you can get a full-fledged enchilada or a taco or, you know, these really cool lemonades or you can get, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. So Well, the panini, a stone press, I believe. They're- yeah. They're a great one. Purple basil with the pasta yes. is also fabulous. They are really good. I sound like a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, there's a lot of good food. Chef C's. Chef I mean, C's, yeah, absolutely. You've got, and then uh, uh, Kia Sarah. I, ah, now I blank on the name, but she does the lemonades. Those are excellent. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of really cool. And even like Smokehouse Barbecue. Yes. I mean, there's just tons of variety. It's really, really it's kind of fun. Yeah, so. it is. And that's where the food truck rallies are neat because I think the last one we were at at uh, District 1 Brewing was – 
22 or 23 trucks. And so you could walk through there and sample all kinds of food. I mean, you've got, you're Asian, you've got, you know, Mexican food, you got all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. So do you, I mean, are you hoping to expand the business? Is that part of your plan? I don't need like the secret sauce here, no. but <laughs> initially I would say no. Like we were kind of just, Hey, this will be something fun. I wanted to, I really wanted to be able to teach my kids how to run a, like do business mm-hmm. as well. So that's a, a big aspect of it. And that's why the kids are involved in the business. Um, but as I've, we've done it now, I'm starting to see like, you know, maybe, maybe there will be some things down the road that we would like a, a drive through truck where you could just drive through a neighborhood. That might be a possibility possibly a brick and mortar location, you know, that maybe that is something we'd want to do. One thing I think is interesting, you mentioned about Stevens Point is certain pockets of Stevens Point are very underrepresented when it comes to certain either types of food, or they just don't have any restaurants at all. Sure. Which is kind of odd, like on the east side of town where we live, there's really not a lot of there's not a pizza place anywhere. I mean, you think about the closest one, you have to come all the way back all to the other side. And that's why Bill's actually delivers, you know, 20 some odd minutes out <laughs> to the east side, <laughs> because there's nobody over there. So it's just kind of interesting that there's uh, some vacancy. And that's kind of true also with other than Culver's, there's really no ice cream on that side. Mm-hmm. So uh, but anyways, it, yeah, so we, we think there could be a possibility of a of a location at some point to seeing seeing how it grows. Well, call me. I, yeah, I'll suggest a few. <laughs> <laughs> Very close to where I live. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else that we should cover before we wrap this up? No, this has been a lot of fun. I, you know, this is my first time being interviewed on a podcast. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. But no, I don't think I have anything other than go Spash, you know, go Packers, go Brewers, go Badgers, all that good stuff. But yeah, get out to a Spash game this year. You're you're going to enjoy it. There's there's a lot of really cool things happening. I think the football team will be good. Go see a cross-country meet. You literally have the best cross-country team in the state. They were ranked 15th in the country right here in this in, in town. So, and Pacelli's really good at cross country as well. So, I mean, it's a good running town. So go watch one. Sometime. Well, and that's, I mean, being an alumni, I'm very biased, but we're <laughs> <laughs> <or> very damaged. <laughs> Shouldn't be saying these things either, but there's always, we always have a team in there somewhere, whether mm-hmm. it's basketball or we have a run of football players or you yep. know, there's always something. Yep. And the quality of the sports here in town are just yeah. outstanding i've always loved that about our community yeah and and you know like you said the football team's showing promise this year that's awesome yeah you know it's, it's really something cool. to do and so that game you said is mcwanago yes uh, and that's on the 18th uh, at seven o'clock at gurky seven o'clock all right yeah. yeah well perfect so get out everybody should get out there and see that's that right. i mean might as well go see the first one while the weather is nice and warm and you're not <laughs> not getting snowed on so exactly all right well perfect well thanks so much for being on jeremy i appreciate you coming thanks john today's show is brought to you by point forward physical therapy Please share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to schedule a time to meet with a physical therapist for a free injury screening, call us at 715-254-3978.